Welcome to Lose Yourself with Dr. Mike Cunningham, Bible teacher in Vineyard, Utah. When we lose ourselves in worldly distractions, we lose our value, our purpose, and our passion in exchange for temporal experiences. But Jesus says that whoever would lose their life for His sake will find it. Let's learn what it means to lose yourself with Dr. Mike. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Dr. Mike Cunningham, and I'm so glad you could join me for today's program. Well, we have a special treat today. I have in the next few episodes, an interview with Ron Hunter, president and CEO of Randall House and D6, which is a discipleship program for families. And we're gonna be talking about the state of discipleship and his unique take on that. As you know, the heartbeat of Lose Yourself as a program is a call to discipleship. And I look forward to learning about Ron's unique approach. Let's get started. Welcome to Lose Yourself. I'm Mike Cunningham, and I'm excited to have a wonderful guest here today. Uh, we got Ron Hunter from D6. And as you know, listening audience, that Lose Yourself is a call to discipleship. All four Gospels, Christ tells us that those who seek their own life and interest will lose it, and those who lose their life for his sake will find it. Christians often struggle uh, after coming to faith on what to do next. Some pray a prayer and you never see him again. Some live a life of legalism, feeling that they constantly have to earn their salvation. Uh, what so many people miss is the, on this beautiful journey of discipleship that grows out of faith, gives our purpose to our life, and helps us share our faith with others. And so today I have Dr. Ron Hunter with D6, which trains and equips family-based discipleship. Hey, Ron, thank you for being here today. I'm looking forward to our conversation. And why don't you just start off by telling us about yourself and about D6. Yeah, absolutely, Mike. Thanks for having me on. It's exciting. You and I have shared some great conversations. Appreciate your ministry. In short, I'm a pastor who was called into parachurch ministry. And during the time I was pastoring, there was a period through there of about seven years where I was bivocational helping a, a hurting and struggling church. And God had me working in the field of marketing and, and advertising. And he wound up blending those two together when I came to Randall House uh, because I understood print prep, publishing, uh, marketing, communication, that aspect. And God kind of wove together all of those backgrounds into the one. And my heart has always been two areas, leadership and discipleship. And I believe they're two siblings in the same family because the essence of leadership Almost every definition you look at is you're helping people headed towards a, a difficult outcome to see that path as troublesome and make a change mm. so that it benefits more people as a result. That's what Jesus Christ did when he came to this earth was to help people see they were heading down the wrong path. We call it repentance. We turned around and not only we're we supposed to save ourselves, we're supposed to help reach other people in the same way. And so when coming to Randall house, uh, one of the things I did casting a, a vision with the board of directors who hired me as the CEO of Randall House and D6 Family Ministry was to help them understand that historically the way publishers and discipleship had gone is not working, which meant it was all taking place at church. Right. Parents would bring their families, bring themselves to church, and they would sit in a Sunday school, a life group, small group class. They would give their kids over to the student minister or children's church volunteer worker, children's church minister, and say, okay, you guys disciple us while we're here. 
And then we drive home and become a different mom and dad to some degree. And our kids were confused, like, hey, the dad in church doesn't look like the dad at home. And all of a sudden now I'm going, hold it. it, it we need consistency. Our kids are smart. Uh, they know the difference. And what D6 Family Ministry is all about is taking what starts at church and making it easy to continue when we head to lunch that afternoon, when we sit around the dinner table, when we send our kids off to school, we go pick them up from soccer, when we tuck them in bed at night. That's my paraphrase of Deuteronomy chapter six, which is what D6 is named for. So that's in essence who we are, Mike, and that's our heart. And our goal is generational discipleship, which is also known as family ministry. I love that. I was someone who lived, you know, for 25 years, I was in student ministry and what you described, I lived, they dropped yeah. a little cherub off. Here you go, yeah. Mike, disciple my kid. It was lovely in that I enjoyed that. I had many wonderful small group leaders, counselors, Sunday school teachers who did their very best. But yeah. one of the things we noticed was if what we were teaching was not reinforced at home, we were really out of luck. Well, you transfer that to any other scenario, whether or not you're a, a teacher in elementary school, middle school, maybe you've got an extracurricular science program, you're, you're teaching kids how to build robots in an engineering program, or you're, you're coaching soccer or baseball. You can tell the kids that have parents who will work with them when they're not in that setting. And hands down, every single parent who sits alongside their kids or throws the ball and plays catch with the kids, those kids will do better both emotionally and in their actual uh, accomplishment of what they're learning. So why don't we treat spiritual areas any different? And I know it's gratifying as a student pastor to have parents place that amount of trust in you, but I think you need to also realize there's a correlation that your ministry can only grow so big when you're expected to do it to do it all. So you've got to be very comfortable with the parents doing it at 60 or 70% of your level, but them doing it across the board, you know, um, and, and you not being able to do it at a hundred percent if you were spending the time with the kids. And I, I know the outcome here, Mike, you know, the, uh, the naysayers out there are going to say, well, I got parents who aren't showing up or, you know, I've got parents who won't do it. And let's be very clear, there's not much difference in a physically absent dad and a spiritually absent dad. Therefore, we've got to inspire and encourage those who are present to step into the moment, knowing we probably are only going to get 30, 40, or 50%, but that's 30, 40, or 50% more than what we've got prior to doing it. Right. Oh, I'm triggered because <laughs> I can remember <laughs> just even choosing curriculum. Yeah. For example, uh, you'd have the scope and sequence curriculums at church, and then there's the naysayers would say, well, gosh, no one's ever going to be there enough to actually finish this or actually have good enough attendance to actually learn in sequence this information. Because, you know, one of the things we fought was travel ball. We're kind of living in a new world of once a month church for two hours a month, you know, and then they yeah. wonder why they're not growing in their faith. And so, and so, so you just reinforced it. So right. instead of teaching a scope and sequence, they'll teach a four week or a six week curriculum that they'll get one or two lessons in. Right. That's really right. helpful, isn't it? Right. People need to go into the mind of the ministerial staff, trying to 
put together Sunday school teachers curriculum and the, just the kind of effort that goes into that, that when you can yeah. empower parents, well, all of a sudden you're taking out the need for rooms, <laughs> for costly yeah. curriculum, for um, yeah. uh, people that to give up their time. And so in, in many cases, when we become equippers of families, it really helps in that situation. Could you speak to that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. One, one of my dear friends, uh, uh, Philip Nation, he and Ed Stetzer helped revitalize the church here in Nashville. Great guys. And uh, one, one of their favorite sayings to uh, use among the staff of their church, and you can say this whether it's staff or volunteers, you'll get in the biggest trouble if you try to do more ministry rather than equipping other people to do more ministry. You know, when we go in on Sunday mornings, our goal should be equipping the saints, Ephesians chapter four. And the saints include moms and dads, grandmas and grandpas, uh, even teenagers. We want to equip them to go down and be helpers in children's ministry or peer level disciples in, in their areas. And that's our goal. And we shouldn't be about doing it all ourselves. And I would say that we need to constantly say to people who are at church that what you're learning here should go conversationally home. So we do have the curriculum, whatever you're choosing, but it makes more sense. And this is what we advocate at D6 Family Ministry. If, if we're going to reach new people for Jesus Christ, we can't expect Bible literacy to be in place. Therefore, we've got to teach Bible literacy which means a scope and sequence curriculum is always better than an elective-based curriculum for Bible literacy. But second, when you teach a scope and sequence that has alignment, and there are two out there that I think are significant for doing that across the board, that would be ours, D6 Family Ministry, or Lifeways Gospel Project. Um, obviously, I'm partial to ours. I could sell you and all that. But either way, I'm a big fan if you will pick one of those. I've used both. Okay? They're great. There you go. And, and so here, if we have a brand new Christ following mom and dad, who's not been in church more than a year, they've just been taught a lesson. And when their son or daughter on the drive home says, Hey, mom, dad, I'm curious. There was this guy that was walking on the water that Jesus called out of the boat. I can't remember what his name was. You and I are immediately screaming in our heads. It was Peter. It was Peter. Yeah. But no, little Ethan's over there going, dad, I can't remember. And dad's going, I don't know. We were studying first Corinthians. Right. Well, that's noble. <laughs> you know, nothing wrong with first Corinthians. Now dad looks inept in front of his son when he could have stepped up and said, you know what? We had that same lesson, son. Let me tell you, it was about Peter. And aren't there times we get really scared? Yeah. But we just kind of keep focusing on Christ, no matter what's going on. I mean, dad could have a great conversation and teachable moment there, a Deuteronomy 6, a D6 moment, if everybody was taught the same lesson. And what you just hit on, again, is the greatest, the naysayers would say this, but you just hit on the solution. Um, for years, there was just this feeling that people were biblically illiterate. And so you yes. had to give your child to the pastor Pastor, right. teach them up and, and give them back to you because they yeah. felt in some ways they wanted to hide their ignorance or their shame. And they wanted to be able to have the professionals, so to speak, you know, handle, handle business. And what I loved about what you just described. And again, and as I've talked about on the show before, if you're a parent who wants to disciple your child, you don't have to be a genius. You just have to be one step ahead of them. <laughs> That's and, right. And that's what your curriculum was. You continue on that. That curriculum really helps with that. 
Mike, you, you have just nailed it um, for, there are a lot of pastors going, Hey, I can't have parents teaching their kids. They're new converts too. Right. You know what? If they're in the word of God, every, every week, they're learning in the same progression mm-hmm. and cognitively the material is going to be greater and deeper for teens and adults than it will be for the kids and the younger teens. And so mom and dad's always going to get more. They're typically going to retain a little bit more and always be apt and ready to teach whatever they just learned that week. And here's the deal. Our kids are always bumping into pain points as we like to call them. Right. It could be trouble from peer related to temptation to decision-making, but there's pain points they have in their life. And they're going to come home and say, mom, dad, you know, I'm thinking about so-and-so or mom and dad are going to have to be perceptive enough to realize their kids are dealing with these pain points. And rather than dealing with it from an opinion level, mm. why not be able to deal with it from, Hey, you remember that lesson we had three weeks ago where, you know, Noah was called to build the ark and, you know, everybody laughed at him. And I know there are people laughing at you for your stand you're mm. making, you know, in, in Christ, but I need you to know in the long run, it's going to be good. Just like it was with Noah. And, you know, just reinforce that that's all we want to do is give mom and dad that ammunition. Otherwise, our kids are going to become raised by Google parents. They're going to Google it. They're going to TikTok it. They're going to go out there and look (laughs) in any way, shape or form to find advice from all the other places they can find it from. Because they're not comfortable and conversant in scripture. And that's right. And because your curriculum helps get them more conversant in scripture, they can then take an active role in discipling their kids, which is the greatest gift that you can really give them. Thank you for joining us for the first episode with Ron Hunter. We're out of time, but we'll continue this conversation in our next episode. In the meantime, if you're interested in Randall House's D6 curriculum, you can find it online at d6family.com. This has been Lose Yourself. Lose Yourself is a teaching ministry of Bible teacher, Dr. Mike Cunningham. For more information about Mike and his ministry, check out his blog at loseyourself.life. Until next time, make it your ambition to lose yourself to Christ. Lose Yourself is a production of Key Radio.